is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Right now, a clear sky and 35 degrees. Gasoline prices fell significantly over the past two weeks, with the average price of a gallon of unleaded regular dropping 27 cents to $3.54. Oil industry analyst Trilby Lundberg explains what fueled the drop. It was American refiners upping their output tremendously and slashing their own product margins in order to make sure that there was no shortage, an urgent shortage that we have suffered for home heating oil. Houston has the lowest local average price per gallon of gasoline, $2.75. Honolulu, the highest at $5.18. One of the suspects in a murder investigation has been found. According to Sedgwick County booking reports, Taya Turner of Hayesville was arrested Saturday on charges of intentional and premeditated first-degree murder, along with other charges. Wichita police are still searching for Saul Chavez Valenciana, Police say they are connected to an investigation after a body believed to be a Brett Boone of Wichita was found in rural Sumner County, southwest of Clearwater. Boone was last seen on the evening of November 24th at his northeast Wichita residence. It's believed he was killed in a vehicle with the suspects during an altercation. If you have any information regarding the suspect's location, please call 911 or Crime Stoppers at 316-267-2111. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Angela Cadillo resigned Friday. Kansas Secretary of State Scott Schwab made the announcement saying that Cadillo faithfully served Sedgwick County in the state. Sedgwick County confirming that her departure is due to personal reasons. Cadillo was appointed in July of 2021 to replace Tabitha Lehman, who was not reappointed. The Secretary's office says they are working to evaluate, interview, and select Cadillo's replacement. After taking off from Venice, Florida, a plane never reached its destination. Fox's Jordan Bowen has the story. Venice police did locate the plane wreckage about a third of a mile west of the Venice Fishing Pier. Now, according to Venice PD, the FAA reached out to them after a plane that had taken off from the Venice Municipal Airport around 7.30 Saturday night had not returned to its originating airport in St. Pete. Around that same time is when boaters in the area located the body of a female floating in the water about two and a half miles west of Venice Beach. Multiple agencies were called out and began searching. And like I mentioned, just after 2 o'clock is when they found the small single plane, uh, the Piper Cherokee plane wreckage. The Sarasota County Sheriff's Office located the body of a juvenile in the plane's passenger area. Search efforts continue for a third passenger. Tomorrow is once again Election Day in Georgia after Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker failed to break the 50% threshold in November. This race will not determine the balance of power. Democrats have enough seats to maintain their grip on the Senate. But the Democratic incumbent, Raphael Warnock, has told Georgia voters sending him back to D.C. still matters. I believe in my soul that Georgia knows that Georgia is better than Herschel Walker. One of his final rallies was with former President Barack Obama. Republicans, including Governor Brian Kemp, campaigned with Herschel Walker. Well, as a senator, he's failed the Georgia people. 
He's fair to Georgia people. Despite some complaints about Georgia's new election law limiting early and absentee voting, turnout was strong, with nearly one and a half million people casting ballots before early voting ended Friday. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 6.04, four minutes past six o'clock. Stephen, 10 of the morning, KNSS. Nine minutes past six o'clock on this Monday morning. Two power substations in a North Carolina county were damaged by gunfire in what is being investigated as a criminal act. A spokesman for Duke Energy says the damage caused the night before could take days to repair. Power was out for roughly 37,000 customers Sunday. In response, officials announced a state of emergency that included a curfew and county schools will be closed today. Moore County Sheriff Ronnie Field says authorities have not determined a motivation. The incoming House Minority Leader in the new Congress, New York Democrat Hakeem Jeffries, says there's a question on who will hold the gavel as Speaker. Congressman Jeffries says he's ready to seek consensus with whomever will be the next Speaker of the House. But will it be current Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy? On ABC's This Week, Congressman Jeffries said... That's a question uh, at the end of the day that the Republicans are going to have to work out. He seems to be having... A difficult time at this moment getting to 218, but we'll see what happens. Congressman Jeffries says he is also ready to stand in opposition to GOP-led hearings he says are intended to undermine the Biden administration. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. A yearly health campaign highlights the importance of protecting yourself and loved ones by receiving a flu shot. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention kicks off its National Influenza Vaccination Week, an annual campaign to remind everyone six months old and older that there's still time to get a flu vaccine. Officials encouraging folks to spread the word in person, releasing printable flyers and online with hashtag FightFlu or tagging at CDCFlu on Twitter. The CDC is seeing an uptick in recent flu cases across the nation, with the season starting earlier than usual, reporting at least 78,000 hospitalizations and over 4,500 deaths from the flu. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 611, 11 minutes past 6 o'clock. Traffic so far this morning here in the Wichita area. Well, we've got an abandoned vehicle, I-135 northbound. It's at Mount Vernon. Kind of affecting the right shoulder there. Not a lot of traffic going through there at the moment, so things are looking okay for right now. Uh, we do see a bit of a traffic backup. Uh, I-235 northbound, uh, kind of around uh, between, uh, just approaching the Broadway area there. Uh, just a little bit of traffic congestion at the moment. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. All right, let's take a look at the forecast now. With KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Stars and clouds continue through the overnight. 38 degrees by morning, a south wind at 5 to 10. We'll see partly sunny skies and not a bad start to the work and school week. Monday's high 56 with north winds developing in the afternoon. As a cold front passes through, it means a cooler Tuesday. I'm KNSS. All right, thank thank you. Right now we have a clear sky, 34 degrees, and we have a southeast wind at six miles per hour. 612, Stephen Ted of the morning. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hello, birthday boy. You birth that's yes. I did have a birthday over the weekend. Yesterday. Talk about that in a minute here. We had a mostly cloudy day across central Kansas. Sunday, Wichita's high temperature, 50 degrees, normal high 51.
So about normal. We, uh, let's see here. On this date in 2003, a phenomenal snowstorm hit the New England states where some areas were buried by nearly three feet of snow. They do have those kinds of snows in <laughs> that part of the world. Three feet. What will we do with three feet of snow? Gosh, Ted, we've never seen that. On this date in 2013, Nelson Mandela, the anti-apartheid leader who became South Africa's first black president, died at the age of 95. And there's a man who... Of course, he spent how many years in prison? Many, many years in prison and came out and... and, uh, Became the first black president he of that country. to a changed world it and did. a changed country for himself. You know, it did. He, he was a guy who changed the world, mm-hmm. no doubt about it, I think. All right. That was his, he was uh, died on this date. 614 uh, Stevens Head. And uh, on this Monday morning, I'm just taking a look at my notes here to see what went on over the weekend. It was a big weekend. Well, I'd, I'd like to mention that uh, Friday, Friday at noontime, our men's group got together. Uh, there were there were five of six of us there, which kind of put our men's. Well, a, did you do that after Taco Bell? Yeah, I put our students at about probably two hundred and two zero two hundred and one for our IQ collectively. Yeah, I went to after Taco Bell. I went out and met these guys at a place called the Hurricane out on the west side. Been there twice now. Where's that? It's uh. uh Oh, 13th and uh, Tyler, right there by oh, North, I know. Northwest okay, High School. Okay, I know. Okay. Yeah. In that new new little strip center yeah. there. And, uh, yeah, so my buddies and I got together. We had a hamburger. <coughs> excuse hash over a lot of things. Talked about sports and so forth, as we do. <laughs> and uh, there you go. You solve the world's problems. Solve the world's yeah. problems. That's what always happens when you get together with buddies. Well, yeah. And, of course, as we talk about the old days, we all become... Better in our memories. <laughs> oh, of course. That's how it works. Okay, so the 21st in Abaddon was our Taco Bell uh, Christmas cash giveaway on Friday. Mine, you were, uh, where were you on Friday? You were, you were representing KFH. Uh, where'd you go? Maple and West. Maple and West. Maple and West. Oh, okay. Sure, I know where that is. At 21st in Abaddon, uh, I was just trying to look at my notes here. How did things go? Uh, the manager's name is Justin, first of all. And thanks, Justin, for helping me out with this. But uh, we got a, a, a woman at the drive-up window, and uh, she, uh, I get it. Her name is uh, Jenny, and she's a teacher at Pleasant Valley. And I handed her that note, that envelope with $98 in it. And you would have thought I just crowned her the queen of the world. She went crazy. She said, free money? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> It just doesn't she, happen. It was it's so it's so much fun to do this because many of the people just they just go crazy because nobody ever gives anybody anything like that free of charge you know, out of the blue. And I said that's a great thing that Taco Bell yeah, great done Christmas cash from Taco Bell for every year. Thank you for coming to our store. Yeah, and uh, it's a great deal that they do. But uh, and then we got one coming up on Friday. Don't have my notes in front of me. I don't know where I'm going to be. We'll tell you about that later. But uh, and you went out. You, did you have a good? Uh, a good giveaway there, sir? Oh, yeah. People are appreciative. And a nice uh, gentleman and his, his young daughter in the car, and they were pretty cool. They were pretty stoked. Yeah, they should be. Get some Christmas cash from Taco Bell. Yeah, every, bit, every little bit helps, I guess. 616, Stephen Ted. Got a few more things I want to fill in the listeners about, but we're going to we'll space it out here this morning. we got a lot to talk about today. 
let's still go ahead and do leadoff sports this morning with Ted Woodward. And, of course, uh, we kind of got an indication, I think, from Mitch Friday that the Chiefs had better be better be ready for Cincinnati. And, my goodness gracious. Well, we talked about George Orwell in 1984. Chiefs haven't won in Cincinnati since 1984. And, fortunately, that string continues. Yes, yeah. The first place Chiefs visiting the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday. Of course, you heard all the call right here live with Mitch Holtis on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. As the Chiefs in the fourth quarter looked like they were going to drive the football, score some points, try to start to put this game away. But the Chiefs made the big mistake in the fourth quarter. You heard it right here on KNSS. Pacheco started wide. Now he comes in. Doesn't go the full motion. They'll fire for Pacheco. Checko caught. No, this is Kelsey. Kelsey's got the catch. And now the ball's out. Cincinnati rips it away from Kelsey. Are they going to say this is a fumble? Kelsey gets ripped at the end of the play at the 46-yard line. He had a 20-yard gain as Cincinnati gets the rip out and a fumble recovery. 13.52 to go in the game. And, of course, you know what happens after that. Cincinnati gets the turnover, and then the Bengals go right down the field and score and take the lead. And the Chiefs then would try to catch up in the fourth quarter. It just didn't happen. And the Chiefs are going to lose to the Bengals for a third consecutive time. And the Chiefs will drop to 9-3 on the regular season while the Bengals go to 8-4 and and have pressure on the Ravens in the AFC North. And the Chiefs momentarily will lose the one seed with this loss. And the Cincinnati Bengals starting to celebrate and Truthfully, a lot of discussion here, but it really goes back. The Chiefs had a 24-20 lead in the ball, and the ball near midfield with Kelsey. He was stripped of the ball. If the Chiefs go get a touchdown there, I mean, you can argue it would be a lot for the Bengals to overcome, but that strip and recovery is the game. The Cincinnati Bengals have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs here 27-24. And quarterback Patrick Mahomes talks about that play. Yeah, I mean, just... I just tell him to continue to be himself. I mean, we've seen Travis do that many of times and get all those extra yards, which are hard-fought yards in this league. And um, obviously they made a good play. Um, they stripped the ball out right at the very end there. Um, but I'm taking Travis fighting for extra yards every single time because that's the type of competitor that he is. By the way, all three of those Chiefs losses against the Bengals have been here in calendar year 2022. Can't beat the Bengals. Well, we'll see. Maybe next year will be and good. The thing that he he was finding, Kelsey, had hit him a couple of times in passes going up to that. Yeah. And it looked like they were rolling. I know. But then all they of a sudden, rolling. that turnover did him in. Yep. All right. So we had that last night. We also had some more pro football action. The Seattle Seahawks taking on the Los Angeles Rams. And, boy, it seems like every week we have a highlight from former Kansas State Wildcat Tyler Lockett scoring touchdowns for the Seahawks. The action on Fox. Rams bring pressure. Smith gets a pocket clean, open his locket down the sideline inside the 10, cuts back, touchdown, Seattle. Tyler Lockett does it again. The Seahawks beat the Rams 27-23. Let's go over to college football where we have 43 bowl games coming up in the next few weeks. (laughs) Two of those games will involve teams from Kansas. Number nine, Kansas State will take on number five, Alabama. First meeting ever between K-State and the Crimson Tide. FanDuel already has K-State as a a four-and-a-half-point underdog going into this one. These teams will meet in the 89th annual Sugar Bowl at the Superdome in New Orleans. 
That'll be the morning of New Year's Eve on Saturday, the 31st. That'll kick off at 11 a.m. K-State, Alabama. KU is going to a bowl game for the first time in 14 years. The Jayhawks will take on Arkansas in the 64th annual Liberty Bowl in Memphis. Both teams are 6-6. Six and six. FanDuel has KU as a four-and-a-half-point underdog going in to take on the Razorbacks. And that game will be on the afternoon of Wednesday, December 28th. In the span of four days, we'll have bowl games involving KU and K-State, both taking on teams from the Southeastern Conference. Great, great. So as your, uh, there's your bowl set up for your Kansas teams coming up. The, uh, we have Monday Night Football tonight in Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers hosting the Saints. FanDuel has the Buccaneers favored by a field goal. Live coverage at 6.30 tonight. That is right here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. And it's uh, Monday, so we have back-to-back WSU basketball coaches shows at 6 o'clock. Men's basketball coach Isaac Brown at 7 o'clock. Women's basketball coach Keitha Adams. And those will both be on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Shocker men have dropped back-to-back games. And they're looking to get back in the win column. The Shocker ladies are on a six-game winning streak right now. A lot to talk about tonight with Coach Brown and Coach Adams tonight over on KFH starting at 6 o'clock. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. You've got to remember back in the day when many years ago there were about maybe a half dozen bowl games. There was the Cotton Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl. (laughs) Now I'm stuck. And the Orange Bowl. And the Orange Bowl. And they were all played on New Year's Day. They were all played on the same day. The season ended on January 1st. Wow. It's not that, not that way anymore. Situation has changed. All right, Ted, 622 now. Keep it in for Dr. But, you know, I, I'm still a huge advocate for the season should end on New Year's Day. Yeah. Because after that, no one really pays attention to college football. <laughs> no, they don't. 622 now, Steve and Ted. And uh, coming up, we got uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta this morning. Lingering COVID symptoms. It's on the way, Steve and Ted here on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward. 6.30 on this Monday morning, 34 degrees. A busy meeting is ahead for the Wichita City Council Tuesday morning. A couple of highlights of the meeting will be votes on separate three-year agreements between the city and the Teamsters Airport Union and an agreement with the Firefighters Union. Council could also approve a grant application and memorandum of understanding with Sedgwick County for a project on the Calfskin Creek watershed. A sponsorship agreement with Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas for Bike Share ICT will also come before the council. In all, the council will have 17 new items of business. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Carson Steelman with Heritage Action for America tells KNSS News. There's no denying there's a crisis at the southern border. And I hope that with the House Republicans now regaining the majority, they're going to be able to do some investigating to see exactly what's been happening in the Biden administration. And they're going to try and see if they can get enough evidence, which I believe they will probably find enough, uh, to start impeachment proceedings for Secretary Mayorkas. Carson Steelman was a guest on the John Whitmer Show last night right here on KNSS. Prosecutors say a man described as a person of interest in the killing and dismemberment of four men in eastern Oklahoma, admitted to a woman that he killed the men and cut them up. According to a prosecutor's affidavit unsealed in Okmogee County, authorities believe 67-year-old Joseph Kennedy shot and killed the four men October 9th at Kennedy's scrapyard. 
the dismembered bodies of Mark Chastain, Billy Chastain, Mike Sparks, and Alex Stevens were found October 14th in the Deep Fork River in Okmulgee. Kennedy has not been formally charged, but Okmulgee County jail records show he's being held on $10 million bond in connection with the 2012 charge of assault and battery with a deadly weapon. A former vice president of the United States is evaluating a request to talk to the Justice Department about a potential indictment of former President Trump. Former Vice President Pence has been clear. He said he would not testify before the January 6th committee. But of the DOJ request, he said on Fox News Sunday, We will make that decision on the basis of the unique responsibilities that I have under the Constitution of the United States as a former vice president. Meaning he would not divulge private deliberations he had with former President Trump in a hearing. No timetable was given on when a decision on the DOJ's request would be made. Gernal Scott, Fox News. An Ohio man's newly purchased home came with an unexpected and unwanted extra. The unidentified home buyer of the Cleveland Heights area house called police Saturday to let them know he found a body decomposing in the basement. Authorities transported the body to the medical examiner's office where it was identified as the home's previous owner, 71-year-old Nina Fielden. There's no word on the cause of death. The investigation continues. The new homeowner had bought the house via a sheriff's department sale. Kevin Ureski, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A chilly start to the day here in Wichita with some high-level clouds sticking around for a while. We'll likely reach 52 for the high later on today. Winds become northerly behind a cold front, but we are expected to stay dry. Our low 31 tonight. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high 43. And a system moving in this week will likely bring us rain Wednesday night and Thursday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now clear sky. We have a southeast wind at 6 miles per hour and 34 degrees. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS on this Monday morning. Today is the 5th day of December. Uh, on this date in 1933, national prohibition came to an end as Utah became the 36th state to ratify the 21st Amendment to the Constitution, repealing the 18th Amendment. How about that? Prohibition, not a very successful program. It did make the, the uh, bootleggers and the... <laughs> the criminals a lot richer, but uh, America still had to have it. Still had to have its booze, and that was one of uh, FDR's big platforms when he was running for president. Was I'm going to get rid of prohibition, right? And that certainly didn't not do anything to hurt his popularity. <laughs> no, the fact that Hoover's numbers were not too good either. If you've ever get a chance to watch the Ken Burns piece on prohibition, it is super informative and super interesting. Okay. How do I get those? How Do I have to pay for those to see them? I'll bet you can check it out at the library. Well, you could do that. Yeah. I'm just, okay. Just a guess. Yeah. Or you probably get It might be on demand. Hmm. Yeah. If he's, he's, it's so good. And, you know, some of those you watch it and like, ah, I know all this stuff. I watched the one on Prohibition. I was like, I didn't know 95% well, of this yeah. stuff. I was like, this is really informative. Well, your history books when you're in school just maybe give it a paragraph or something, usually. So, yeah, I guess there was a, a lot to it. I've, I've, hear, I've heard stories here in Sedgwick County going back to that era. The old timers tell you about the places where the bootleggers used to have their mm-hmm. boots. Apparently there was a there was a speakeasy or whatever. Uh, I found out found this out the other day. Just 
just west of Rolling Hills Country Club. Okay. Out on the west side, right along Cowskin Creek out there. I apparently somebody said I think the building's still back there. I, I haven't seen it, but <laughs> but yeah, I talked to people. Said yeah, my, my dad used to run a little liquor. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they did what they had to do. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else is going on this morning. Just to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Angela Cadillo, who's leaving after 16 months on the job as our election commissioner, and she had some, you know, some complaints and so forth, and a few rocky places, but you know. That's a tough job, uh, and a lot of pressure on the last few years to get it made it tougher, I think, because people were questioning the accuracy and so forth. But uh, there she is. She's, she's leaving. There's no get just personal reasons. Maybe she just got tired of being on a spot all the time. <laughs> That's, would you take that job, Ted? You wouldn't. Do nope. It. I wouldn't either. It pays pretty well, but... Uh, you're going to find somebody. And, and, again, that's an appointee of the Secretary of State. I don't – she was very good uh, – I felt uh, very good with the media. Um, yeah, yeah. She was good. Uh, she came on and talked to us a few times, and and I liked that about Angela. And I, she seemed to be very, very sharp. And I think lady. under her guidance, I think everything went pretty smoothly with Sedgwick I, County election. I thought it did, too. I don't know. Anyway. Hey, coming up uh, one hour from now this morning, it's uh, Mondays with the Mayor. We'll have – Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple with us this morning, as always, on a Monday. So stick around for Steve and Ted for that. Now 638 with Steve and Ted, and it is uh, time for our KNSS Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. Well, Friday we saw the live cattle and feeder cattle futures all score new highs for the week. Some live cattle contracts had six session highs, and the feeders had seven and eight session highs. Some deferred contracts in the cattle complex Friday scored new contract highs. Good technical buying and lower grain prices supported the cattle complex Friday. At the moment, the five area feed yards cash trading volume may be the lowest we've seen since early this year. Lean hogs closed positive. Friday, some contracts had triple-digit gains. On the close, February live cattle, 45 cents higher, 155.87. January feeders, $1.37 higher, 182.45. And February lean hogs, $1.22 higher at $90.42. The managed money accounts were large sellers Friday of the wheat, corn, and soybeans as they all, I should say they were large buyers as they all, Closed on the positive side, Friday is our monthly USDA report, and we saw last week March KC wheat lost 41 cents, March corn lost 25 cents, January soybeans gained two pennies for the week. Now we're looking at the moment, March Kansas City wheat two cents higher at 8.72 and three quarters, while the March corn is up a quarter of a penny at 6.46 and a half, January soybeans up five and a half cents at $14.44, January crude oil $1.93 higher at 81.91, February gold down two dollars at eighteen hundred seven dollars sixty cents december s p twenty two and three quarter points lower at four thousand fifty two and three quarters december dollar index fifteen cents lower at one hundred four dollars thirty five cents and december dow jones futures down one hundred sixty nine points at thirty four thousand two eighty nine for commodity trading or egg marketing advisory contact leffler commodities on the phone or on the web by using eight six six go to tom tom you have a good weekend yeah, uh, done a lot of outdoor stuff this weekend. Like what? Well, the weather wasn't uh, too cleaning bad. Cleaning up all the flyer beds and things like that, you know, so they're all ready for next spring and yeah. hauling all that off. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got outdoors. You got 
that's healthy for you. You need to, you need that activity, you know. That's right. Keeps from from getting too fat. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe. At least it'll help. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tom. Check with you tomorrow morning, six forty now. Stephen Ted coming up. Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. Ah. What does the latest Fed rate hike mean to you? Ha. Ooh. As always, valuable. I'll have to make Don tell me. Valuable information on the way. Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Stephen Ted of the morning, KNSS. 6.45 on a Monday morning. Three big things. Football, Cincinnati Bengals 27, Kansas City Chiefs 24. Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Angela Cadillo resigns after 16 months on the job, citing personal reasons. Nationwide gasoline prices down 27 cents over the past two weeks to an average of $3.54 a gallon. Three big things. Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Continue avoiding 53rd Street North from Meridian to Arkansas. They're working on a traffic accident there. We also have a traffic hazard reported. This is uh, northbound at I-135, 1st and 2nd Street exits there. Stalled out vehicle partially in one lane. So uh, definitely watch for a slowdown at uh, 1st and 2nd Street northbound on I-135. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Partly sunny today with a high of 55 degrees. Sunday's high was 45, so we're going to warm up a little bit today. Mostly cloudy and cool tonight, the overnight low 31. And then on Tuesday, mostly cloudy and cooler. Tomorrow's high, 44 degrees. Now we have a clear sky, southeast wind at 6 miles per hour and 34 degrees. The Monarch featuring new merchandise with a wide variety of apparel, glassware, and gifts for the bourbon lover in your life. Available for purchase at the Monarch, celebrating a decade in Delano at 579 West Douglas. Wall Street reacted to a jobs report Friday. A strong jobs report leading to a weak stock market. The economy adding 263,000 jobs in November, well above Wall Street's 200,000 estimate. But surging payroll inflation, wages higher by 5.1%, sent investors to push the sell button, particularly for tech stocks. Value stocks also underperforming. Why? Well, investors believe that wage inflation news will prompt the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates higher and faster than anticipated. Even so, stocks mostly higher for the week with the Dow, the only major average in negative territory. In New York, Jerry Willis, Fox News. It's now a lot easier and cheaper for Americans to get hearing aids. Government recently began allowing the sale of hearing aids without a prescription. These over-the-counter hearing aids began hitting the market in October at prices that can be thousands of dollars lower than prescription hearing aids. They are for people with mild to moderate hearing problems and those with more severe hearing loss. Law of the Drug and uh, Food and Drug Administration estimates that about 30 million people in the United States deal with hearing loss, and only about 20% of the people who could use a hearing aid seek help. Really? Yeah. So. What? Huh? What? Don Grant, the money tracker, has just stumbled into the studio. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. What does the latest Fed rate mean? 
to you. <laughs> <laughs> you had to hesitate as to who it was for? Couldn't read my handwriting. It's Don Grant, CMP, the money tracker. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Steve and Ted and Chad. You know, to slow down inflation and the economy, Fed Chair Powell and crew have aggressively raised rates six times this year. The last move was three quarters of a point to of, of three quarters of one percent. There have been four consecutive 0.75 basis point raises. We know the broad implication of raising rates, but what does it mean to you? The federal fund rates is set by the central bank. That is the interest rate banks pay to borrow and lend one another overnight. It's not the rate consumers pay. It affects the borrowing and savings rate but that, that we see, but it does affect them. You know, mortgage rates are already higher. They're just below 7%. The same mortgage was below 4% back in March of this year. That means, uh, you know, a $300,000 30-year fixed rate loan at 3.11% from December of 2021 costs about $1,283 a month. At 7%, the monthly payment is $2,012 that's that's $8,748 more a year. Well, if you carry a balance on your credit card, you're probably paying a variable rate, which means it'll change with a direct connection to the Fed's benchmark. And uh, credit card rates move from 19% uh, move to 19% rather from 16.3% in March because of the uh, percentage the three-quarter point hike. Consumers with credit card balances will pay an addition $1 billion, excuse me, $5.1 billion in interest. When we total rate increases since March through November, WalletHub estimates credit card users will pay about $25.6 billion more in 2022 than they would have if the Fed had held rates. Auto loan interest rates are going up too. The average rate moved to 5.78%. That's up from 3.86% at the beginning of the year. Economists predict that future hikes by the Fed will push the auto loans to exceed 6% by year's end. In practical terms, a $40,000 car loan will cost about $1,348, $1,348 more in interest over a 72-month car loan uh, for each 1% hike in rates. Student loans will also be affected. Rates vary dramatically based upon credit rating, parental co-signing, and whether it's federally backed or private. On the other side of the balance sheet, savings and deposit rates have been slow to climb, but some may be as high as, you know, 3.54%, according to bank rate. If you have any questions, give me a call, number 634-2222. Just ask for me, Don Grant. We got spoiled, I mean, for several years there. Interest rates were so doggone low. Yeah. You're right. And I thought, man, it's the time. they got to go up at some point, and they did. But uh, you think they're going to start coming down again? What do you think? Well, they, they, they're projecting that sometime next year they may need to start pulling back, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, sometime after, when, you know, once the, once the recession sets in, which if, if and when it does, uh, they, they could see the Fed actually go in the other direction. And uh, Fed uh, Chair Powell, uh, Fed Chair Powell, yeah, uh, you know, uh, sort of indicated that when he last made a public statement. So uh, today is bathtub party day. <laughs> encourages us encourages us all to skip the ordinary shower and linger in the tub instead. Well, I, uh, I thought it was like yeah, when I we were I... in the navy and we'd fill the bathtub with beer. 
That's Add a bathtub party. some suds to the tub and pamper yourself. You know, get some we bu- left it in the cans, Ted. I know you're looking oh, at me okay. kind of odd. Yeah, All no, right. we didn't empty cans in All there. All right, gotcha. Get some bubbles going there. A bathtub party sounds suspiciously like a crowded affair, but it, it doesn't nice have test. to be. Granted, yeah. if you have young children, it's time a time saver to plunk two or three of them in the tub at once. Yeah. I always like to do that with my kids, my grandkids. Have a bubble bath in there. Get get the rubber duckies going and all that. Unless they get into a splash party, then it yeah. ends up being. Did you, do you have a, this is probably kind of personal, but do you have a little rubber ducky or anything? No, I used to have one in my hot tub, though. Really? It, it was a, it was like a, it was like a, a chlorine dispenser thingy, but it was like a ducky <laughs> on top, so it floated around in there. Yeah, mm. it's kind of cute. I can't remember the last time. I don't think I've been in a hot tub more than once in my life. And it was, hot tub. I thought it was kind of creepy. Hot tub. <laughs> uh huh. We had a this thing at, at in high school in the down in the in the gym called a whirlpool, and it was a bath about oh. Gosh, you couldn't get more than two guys in there. Yeah. It was small. You know, not like the big hot tubs today. And uh, there were two guys in there one day, and one of our fellow classmates came and, and did a cannonball right between them. Nice. <laughs> nice. And all the water went out. Well, that was in high school? Yeah. Wow, I don't think high schools now have that kind of equipment, oh, unless no. it's in like Texas, you know, Midland, Texas, where the football, well, right. you know what yeah. I mean, where they have locker rooms that are the envy of NFL. Well, this was down in the in the boys' locker sports locker room, yeah, just just off of the regular locker room where the privilege break. Yeah, they were going. that's that's a pretty good piece of equipment for a high school. I don't think they do that anymore. Oh, I don't know. They got weight yeah. rooms, y'all. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, we're good weight rooms. Okay. Huh. Uh, so I'm not going to find it. Ted, you got any uh, rubber duckies or any play toys in your uh, tub over there? You know, I don't. I don't think I did. You, you don't I'm even not, have a squeaky frog. I'm not recalling it. Froggy, 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 froggy. Yeah, froggy. Oh, I wish I had a froggy. <laughs> froggy, froggy, froggy. Taggart. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But do you uh, deceive? You don't take baths either. I, I, I take. I take showers. I think. Do you have a bathtub? I mean, you could yeah, take a bath. You could. My wife. Yeah, just luxuriate. It's bathtub party day today. You ought to just luxuriate yourself get, in a tub. Get a nice cake and have your, some ice cream. Have and, your lovely yeah. wife uh, light a candle. And Sounds really nice. Give you a soothing massage Why don't you, afterwards. Uh, just stop now. It's uh, six fifty-five. <laughs> Stephen Ted. Froggy. Coming up at seven o'clock. Top of the hour news with Stephen Ted. Americans are getting a break at the gas pump. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS.